Tonight, I'm talking about wisdom. And it's the theme for our year this year is go for godly wisdom. And I've already explained godly wisdom, godly ways, God's word, God's wisdom, God's wisdom, God's word. So James is the letter that we're reading. The, the James was the brother, half-brother of Jesus, and he was the first leader of the church in Jerusalem. And he writes this profound letter, and he just really helps them to say this. He says, if you believe it, live it. I think a lot of people, let me say it this way, you will always live what you believe. So be careful what you believe. (laughs) Can I say that again? You will always live what you believe. If you believe you're a loser, you will live as a loser. If you believe you're a child of God, you'll live as a child of God. If you believe God's for you, you will live like God is for you. But that's what James is really touching on. It's if you believe it, live it. And James is saying to the believers that as the pressure increases, the faith gets better. He's basically saying you should get better under adversity, not worse. And it's not because he wishes it. It's because the church started to get persecuted and it forced them to leave Jerusalem and begin to go around the world. It took a long time for that to happen, but the letter from James gives perspective. How are you going to get through this season? How are you going to get through the 21st century? How are you going to get through this month? How are you going to get through this year? You're going to need wisdom. But where are you going to get your wisdom from? And God is the source of the wisdom that you need. Amen? Wisdom is not a concept. It's a person. And the good news is you've been placed in Christ where all the treasures of godly wisdom are available. So you've got access to all of it. It's like getting locked in McDonald's overnight. (laughs) Trying to help someone. (laughs) Just use your imagination. It's like, really? I'm locked in for the night? (laughs) All right, let's move on. We could have thought of something else. Sorry, Burgermeister, all right. I don't know where the switch is. All right, so godly wisdom. What I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to read. I'm going to ask you, actually, let me read one verse, Psalm 111, verse 10, if you could put that up there. And then I'm going to ask you seven questions. Is that okay? It's a different tech tonight, so if you want to know the message in the morning, you're going to have to get it. Um, But let me read this, Psalm 111. How can people be wise? The only way to begin is by reverence for God. For growth in wisdom comes from honoring his decrees, praise his name forever. So again, what I love about this is that if you want to actually see godly wisdom in your life, you're going to have to reverence God. You're going to have to actually go for God. I think a lot of people, they want the wisdom, they just don't want God. You know? I want the sex, I just don't want the commitment. I want the success, I just don't want the hard work. I want... The community, I just don't want the church. Or I want the church, I just don't want the pastor. I want what you've got, but you can't have what I've got. Is that, am I covering all bases here? Or am I, is anyone left out? Put your hand up, I'll try to hit you as well. <laughs> it's such a one-sided world. Life's not like that. God's a giver, not a taker. And yet we sometimes go, you know, like, well, I want this, but you can't, you know, like, no, you can't. You, I, I want friends. You're going to have to be a friend. You know, if you want friends, you're going to have to let go of something. You're going to have to let go of what? I don't know. Maybe fear. You're going to let go of time, let go of something. But you cannot embrace something unless you're first willing to let go of something. And this is the work of God deeply within all of us. So wisdom will build you and it will enlarge you. It won't shrink you. 
Godly wisdom is a builder. It's a, a uniter. It's not a divider. And James actually gives you the perspective between what human wisdom does and what godly wisdom does. And the thing he says about godly wisdom, he says godly wisdom is a peacemaker. Godly wisdom seeks to make peace. And we desperately need some wisdom and godly wisdom working in our world today. Amen? So let me ask you these seven questions. Are you ready for it? I just got to find them quickly. Here's seven questions for you. Before I get to that, let me tell you a quick story about Jesus. And he's in this situation where he's talking openly in public and the religious world doesn't like what they're hearing. The people who are not very religious are loving what he's saying. And they're leaning in to listen a little bit more because they like what they're hearing. The religious are leaning in, but they're not leaning in to, to receive from the Lord. They're actually leaning in to actually crucify him, and they did. But what I need you to understand is, in this story found in Luke's gospel, they had a plan to trick him. They had a scheme. They were sneaky. And they sent in people to act sincere, and yet they were actually trying to trap him. And what I'm telling you that is because if you're going to do this year well, you're going to need godly wisdom so that you don't fall into the traps of the enemy, the schemes, and the way the enemy always works. He always comes in. He doesn't come in aggressive. He comes in sneaky, nice, pleasant. Hello. There's nothing about this horns and evil. <laughs> because we'd all run. Or we'd fight. I don't know what you'd do, but that's just where we pick this up on the way. He comes in, and this is what they do. They come in, they come in. Jesus, we know you're a good man. We know you teach the ways of God. Because they were afraid of the people because the people loved him. He gave them hope, meaning, a sense of purpose. There was something different about this one. He doesn't talk the way like everyone else talks. He, 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 there's something here. And, that, and, and so they trick him, and so they come to him, and this is what I need you to understand. They come to him and they say, can we ask you a question? They ask him a question. They say, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar? Now you're talking to Jewish people living under the oppression of the Roman Empire. Caesar was the Roman Empire, was the Roman emperor who ruled with decrees. And they were occupied, which means they were oppressed. They were paying taxes, not just to their own world, but to his world. Tiberius was the Caesar at the time. And so they come up and say, hey, is it right? Now, the reason they're saying it is because they're going to set him up for, if he says yes, he's going to lose a whole lot of people that are liking him. And now they're like, I don't like Jesus anymore. Because taxation was a massive problem. It was a loaded question. And you're going to need wisdom this year because you're going to face some loaded questions. There'll be questions that will come at you and you've got to learn to answer questions the way Jesus answered questions. What's the question behind the question? And so as they approached them, it says this, he knew, he knew what they were about to do. That's called discernment. The only way you're going to get discernment is you're going to have to have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. You're actually going to have to know God to get his wisdom. 
Amen? And that means you're going to have to have an intimate relationship with God. You're going to have to dig into His Word. You're going to have to get into an atmosphere of faith. And you're going to have to realize that wisdom is available to all of His children. You're in Christ, which means you have access to it. Amen. So what I'm trying to say is if you want to be a discerning person this year, when there are tricks and schemes and there are things going on, you're going to have to learn to discern what it is that you're walking into. And this is where I believe the Holy Spirit and the wisdom of God helps us. The next thing he does, he directs it into a different situation. So all the eyes are on him. If he says yes, he loses the people. If he says no, he's immediately arrested because that's what they're looking for. Now you'd have to pay taxes. Straight away, they would have imprisoned him. So they were, it was a setup either way. But what he did is something interesting. He directed it. So all the eyes were on him. And by pointing to a coin, he said, show me a coin. So straight away, eyes from him, eyes to the coin. If you're going to deal with things this year, you're going to know how to have discernment. And you're going to know how to deal with things. Because let me tell you, if he was going to answer this question with the paying taxes, it was going to escalate to one way or the other. He's going to be arrested or there's going to be a riot. And right now, we're living in a moment where things can escalate to a place that are dangerous. People are out there on the streets all across this land, across many parts of the world, because they're not happy. And what I need you to understand is the wisdom of God will teach us how to de-escalate, not escalate. So he directs it and deals with it by moving it from eyes on him to eyes on the coin. And then he says a question, which is again, learning to ask the right questions. Discernment, de-escalating, and asking the right questions. You want to have wisdom this year? Discern, de-escalate, learn to write the right questions. Because let me tell you, when you get into an intense situation, remember, think about this. Now think about this story, right? All eyes are on him. It's intense. Like I am right now. If he had met that intensity with intensity, it would have escalated. So what does he do? Wisdom says de-escalate. Moves it to the coin. And then he asks the question. What's the question? Whose face is on the coin? Ah, that's Tiberius. And Jesus just says, okay, give to Tiberius what is Tiberius and give to God what is God's. His image is on that coin, but my image is on you. You're created in the image of God. You belong to me. So give to Tiberius what is his, a coin, but you belong to me. And that's what he was saying in that moment. And I want you to understand that because if he'd have escalated it, there would have been a riot and people would have been hurt. But he literally took the sting out of the bee. I don't know what to say to that one. He just took the, the, the sting out of it. He just took the whatever it was that was potent, ready to go off. He just, he just de-escalated it. And I need you to understand this. Where are you going to learn to ask questions this year? Not, not ask questions, but the right question. What's the right question for you to ask this year? 
And I really pray that you understand that. You have got the capacity to discern. You do have the ability to make good choices. You do have the ability to make good decisions. You do have the ability to actually um, de-escalate things when you're feeling like you're confronted. You know, if a friend confronts you, you, you can confront them back or you can move it to another space, another time, another way. But you've got to understand, wisdom's not going to get you into trouble. Wisdom's going to get you out of trouble. And so these things, maybe they're not easy to follow, but maybe they're all too simple to follow. The point is, though, you're going to learn to practice asking the right questions. And I really believe in this story, you'll find out that because Jesus can do it. Listen, if Jesus is discerning, if he's got it, he can give it. If he's got it, he can give it which means you and I can actually be the recipients of that. Is that okay? So let me ask you these seven questions. Number one, do you know God's purpose for your life? Why? Because this is the foundation you're going to build your life on, and it's the thing that you will pull back to when life goes crazy. I make my decisions about my friends based on the purpose I was over my life. Why? Because I'm not going to hook up with friends that's going to take me away from the purpose of my life. Amen? Wisdom gets the friends you need for the purposes on your life. Don't get the kind of friends that's going to take you away from God-given purpose. But if you don't know your purpose, then how are you going to know your friends? See, wisdom is talking all the time. So the first question going into 2024, do you know your purpose? Do you know why you're here? Do you know why you're going to do? Do you know where you're going to go? Do you know what you're going to dedicate your life to? Number two, do you have the character and the values to go the distance? Do you have the character and the values to go the distance? If you've got purpose, then you're going to need values. A God-given purpose is going to have to be surrounded by God-given values. Can anyone say amen? amen? You don't have a great purpose and then destroy it with values that are not suitable for that purpose. If you have a God-given purpose over your life, you've got to get a hold of God-given values. Amen. Where there's values, there's purpose. Where there's purpose, there's going to be God-given values. Can anybody say amen? amen. So in other words, let me say it this way. There's no shortcuts. You want to take a shortcut, you'll still come back to where you were. Oh, it doesn't apply to me. It always applies to you. There's no shortcuts. Character doesn't look for shortcuts. You want to build your character? Learn how to weather storms. You want to build your character? Learn how to do seasons well. You want to build your character? Take full responsibility and say, my heart is integrous in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is the stuff that really builds strength. And sometimes we're like, no, I don't want to hear that. But, but if you don't want to hear it, then that's not wise. Because it's wisdom that's going to build your life. Have I got the character and the values to go the distance? What's that mean? It just means there's no shortcuts. Just don't be looking for a shortcut. And let me tell you, wisdom says the slower you go, the quicker you get there. You can write that one down. <laughs> Number three. Have you mastered where you are right now? Have you mastered where you are right now? Have you mastered where you are right now? In other words, where are you right now? Are you just hanging in there? You're just kind of wasting your time? I don't know. What are you doing? But again, if you've got purpose, you're going to realize that it's about staying faithful and being fruitful where you are right now. Wherever you are right now, are you faithful and are you fruitful? A lot of people think that being faithful is one thing. But let me tell you, the measurement of faithfulness is fruitfulness. 
That's how God measures his kingdom. Faithful people are fruitful people. Oh, he's just so faithful. Show me the fruit. Show me the fruit. You can't get faithfulness without fruitfulness. Fruitfulness is always the product. It's the fr- so God, God's kingdom, again, symptoms, cause. Root, fruit. You've got to have connection to something, and I pray that you understand that. So where are you right now? Are you faithful? Are you fruitful? The season you're in right now, master it. Because what's coming up next? You won't get the next until you master this season. Mum season, leading worship season, amazing woman of faith season. I mean, there's a lot of things, but right now, you've got to work out where you are and have you mastered where you are right now. And I really pray you understand this because this is, I believe, going to help build strength into who you are. Number four, are you willing to pay the price for increase? There's always a price for increase. Oh, I don't like that, paying a price, what do you mean? You want to see increase? You're going to have to pay a price. Nothing comes for free. And if you want to see, and by the way, increase means more responsibility. If you want more responsibility, that's the natural progression for increase. But it's a good question to ask, am I willing to pay the price for increase? In other words, let me say it this way, am I willing to remove the distractions? You know, when we say, uh, am I willing to pay the price? Are you willing to just remove the distractions? Like I've got such a purpose on my life and yet, oh my goodness, you've got to learn to manage the distractions. Get rid of them. You've got to realize that it's up to you to remove them. Sometimes no one else is going to do it for you. Everyone okay? Number five, do you have the relationships you need? Do you have the relationships you need? No one gets to the future on their own. No one gets to the future on their own. Thanks, Geordie. No one gets to their future on their own. Come on, say it with me. No one gets to their future on their own. Come on, let's say it again. No one gets to their future on their own. God will use me. He will use you. He will use all of us. In some way, God is always using uh, a collective for each and every one of us. And I really hope that you understand that. Do you have the relationships you need? In other words, are you willing to enlarge your circle? Some people just have a small circle. Some people have a larger circle. Either size is not wrong. Small circle can be good. Sometimes a large circle can be bad. Too many opinions, too many fake friends, too many whatever, I don't know. But at the end of the day, it's not so much the size of the circle, it's just the circle that you need for the purpose that you've got on your life. So who's in your life? Who are you letting into your life? Well, just me, me, me. Okay, well, I hope you have a party with me. (laughs) Crazy when you don't even listen to yourself. But let me tell you, you need more than you in your party. Well, my girlfriend's okay. Great. I'm sure she is. You can't build your future just on your girlfriend because what happens if she gets it wrong? You need a second opinion. Not a second girlfriend, a second opinion. (laughs) Big difference. Big difference. Wisdom doesn't confuse. But if you're going to go forward in life, you're going to have to ask this question, have I got the relationships I need? And this applies to all the seasons that people are in. And I really hope you can ask that question because that's where wisdom will turn up. Number six, can you handle the pressure and the tensions of the next level? Can you handle the pressures and the tensions of the next level? 
Well, if you haven't mastered this one, how are you going to handle the next one? Because God leads you upwards and onwards. He doesn't leave you downwards. The life of the righteous spiral upwards. Amen? So I really hope you understand that. Can you handle the pressure and the tensions of the next level? In other words, this is about creating the right mindsets. The right mindsets. Have you got the right mentality for what's ahead? Because if you've got the wrong mentality, you can get into a new season, a new chapter, a new opportunity, but the old will pull you back to the old. A new opportunity needs a new mindset. A new job, a new you. A new year, a new you. Amen? A new church, a new you. No point bringing the old into the new. God's always new, never old. Amen? Every morning is new. Isn't it beautiful that God is the God who gives us new things? What a year! Thank God there's a new one coming. What a day! Thank God there's a new day tomorrow. What a week! Thank God there's a new week coming, amen? Think about it. How good is God bringing us new? And the last question I think is probably the one that you've got to take serious, and that is, what are you going to do today to move you towards increase? What are you going to do today that's going to move you towards increase? In other words, what's your plan of action? What is it you're going to take seriously? Wisdom's not just going to drop on your lap. It's something you've got to realize you've got it and you're getting it. You've got it and you're getting it. And I want to explain this because sometimes we get confused. Salvation, you've got it. But salvation isn't just a one-off experience. It's an ongoing profoundness. So you are justified. You are being sanctified. And you will be glorified. What does that mean? It means that Jesus died 2,000 years ago and He already dealt with all our sin, all of our mess, all of our problems, all of the funkiness that we bring to our lives and our everything. He dealt with it. To their, all of it, Father, put upon me and all that's good with me, give it to their account. And that has been preached for the last 2,000 years. Wherever the good news is preached, there is fruit and salvations and redemption and restoration. It's not where I was, it's where I'm going. It's who I'm becoming in Jesus' name. I am a child of God. But in the journey... We need to be reminded, oh, I am forgiven. Oh, I am cleansed in Jesus. Oh, I overcome Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the testimony that I've got in Jesus' Name. You are constantly being reminded that God is for you. God is for you. You take communion. You pull from the source of heaven. You pull from all that He has for you. So you have it. You're getting it. And by the grace of God, one day we will stand forever in eternity and we will see the full work of salvation. So don't give up, keep going. So wisdom is exactly the same. You've got it, you're getting it. You've got it, you're getting it. And all you gotta do is take the small seed and water it. Water wisdom, water wisdom, because small things turn into big things in Jesus' Name, amen. Do you believe it? You believe it? Well, let the wisdom of God define your life this year. Making good decisions, that's part of it. Prudence is part of it. Discernment is a part of it. 
knowing how to think critically, critical thinking, not just for an academic paper, but actually for life, liberty and freedom, for relationships and everything else. Amen. Go for wisdom because that's where God is. Amen.